very sorry for saying but it's christmas time. christmas god i wonder how many people will have um, turned off switched this off. <laughs> we're already like a minute in that's actually embarrassing um but hello everybody welcome back to episode two season three of muddling theory and this is our first christmas podcast episode i'm very excited we kind of were like oh we should probably do something you know a bit more formal or you know muddling through something mm. you know a bit more substantial but it's fucking christmas it's festive period and all i want to speak about is christmas so today we are going to be muddling through the festive period and yeah it's just gonna be a bit of a light-hearted fun episode and we hope that you guys enjoy Yes, so as Charlotte said, we are both big fans of the festive period. We both love Christmas, so we're going to talk about some of our favourite things about the festive period, some of our family traditions, and just touch on how we can make the most out of the festive period and also support local and be sustainable at the same time. So Charlotte, are you excited for Santa to come? I am buzzing (laughs) for Santa to come. I was like obsessed as a child like I know everybody was like obsessed with Santa Claus but I believed in Santa until I was literally almost 14. That's old. I know it's really old and people at school used to tell me he wasn't real but when I was younger I used to think that I saw him because every year like my parents went to like a massive deal to like dress up as Santa (laughs) so like if I ever woke up in the middle of the night then he'd be there and I used to have like loads of sleeping issues when I was younger so I would always be awake and I used to like wait until he came into my room and bless him, yeah, my dad used to have to like, dress up as Santa, otherwise I obviously think he wasn't real. Disclaimer, I really hope no small children are listening to this, Santa is real, okay, I promise, Santa is real. Um, but yeah, and then people used to say to me at school, like, you know, Santa's not real when you're like first year at school, and I was like, he is, I saw him once beside my bed. And literally everyone must have thought I was such a loser. Yes, like, no they wonder, would, no they would have. Nobody wanted to be friends with me, but you know. I thought he was real, and I was I can't believe you went to secondary school and thought he was still real. Yeah, I actually slightly... Like, hoped when I was, like, 16, I was like, I wonder if he's... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if he is real and he is out there somewhere. Because my parents then always used to, like, after that year, they'd, like, occasionally put, like, a random present under the tree and be like, oh, my gosh, like, who's bought that? Like, my dad would be like, I didn't buy that. My mum would be like, I didn't buy that. And I'd be like, <gasps> no way. You were so lucky to have the festive belief for so long. Yeah. I can't remember when I found out it wasn't real. I actually found out because I was staying awake reading <laughs> really late at night and my mum put a pound underneath my pillow because I'd lost the tooth and I was still awake. And then I was like, oh my gosh, so the tooth fairy isn't real. I was going to say, if you've got the wrong seasons here. <laughs> no. So I was like, if the tooth fairy isn't real, then obviously Santa's not real either. And I went down in the morning and I was devastated I was so angry I was like you lied to me how could you do this you have been lying to me for years like I was like crying so much my uncle had to come and speak to me and be like your parents thought I was like you know in your best interest the right thing to do I felt I felt so just betrayed so betrayed by it yeah can we actually also just appreciate I know that's just kind of going off topic that that we used to think that little tiny fairies were a real thing that they brought you money and also do you remember being so buzzing when you got like a 20p like, oh my gosh, I got 20p. I got a pound. Some people used to get like fivers and tenors. What? And stuff. I yeah. literally used to get like 20p. And I thought that was loads. I was like, what can I go down to the local shop and buy? Anyway, yeah, sorry, we're speaking about um, Santa Claus. But yeah, basically, I just believed in Santa until I was ridiculously old. Just really do hope that he is out there somewhere. I can't wait to have children. I know. It'll really bring the magic back, won't it? Mm. Yeah, lovely. What's, what's one of your favourite things about like the Christmas period in general? Um, This sounds cheesy, but 
genuinely probably just seeing my family because we have such big Christmases so usually we'll have family come down from England or oh. and oh my god family come up from oh England oh my god Antonio has a terrible sense of geography he <laughs> thinks everything that is up is down and vice versa it's awful <laughs> do you know what thing? I was saying to a colleague the other day I went up to the Scottish borders on the phone oh my god and I came off and I was like oh god god it's so embarrassing anyway yeah, so we have family all come up and across from Italy most of the time and like extended family that live in Scotland anyway. So we always have like really big Christmases and we're never all together at the same time and I just love it. Although it does mean that there's so much bunking up in rooms and that is not fun. We've had Christmases where me and two or three of my sisters are all sharing the same room and that is, that's not a vibe. No, that's not really a Christmassy vibe, is it? No. Very nice and wholesome though. I, do you know what? I knew we were going to have a really wholesome answer. Mm. I anticipated that. Mine was mm-hmm. going to be about like food or something. Also, also valid answer. Yeah, but mine is the Christmas lights, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way that you like walk around at Christmas time and just like everybody's houses are lit up and everyone has Christmas trees mm. and I just think it's so nice. And I work like right next to the dome in Edinburgh and it's just stunning. Like see when you oh, come you out of do. work. Yeah, That's so nice. It's so nice. And the hotel like opposite that is like stunning. Only thing is, with that though, they put up their Christmas lights, honestly, yeah. on the 25th of October. Too early. So mm. early. I was like, what the actual fuck is going on? This is not okay. When's your like, ideal time to put up like Christmas decorations? Because I feel like it's getting earlier and earlier and yeah. earlier like every year. It's getting earlier and earlier. And I'm like, is that just because we're sad? So we want to put our Christmas decorations up early. Because at home, we would put our Christmas decorations up around like the 14th, 15th, whatever that couple weeks is before Christmas. Yeah, me too. And then last year at uni, because we were... Had nothing else to do. Had nothing else to do. We wanted to, we put it up at the end of November, mm. much to Megzi's dismay. <laughs> um, and then now, Michelle and I put our Christmas tree up last week. So before we even got into December. But I think that that's nice because you get the whole... The whole month. The whole period, yeah. What yeah, do you think? that's true. I don't know. I feel like... I'm very strict, like, I don't like listening to Christmas music, and I don't like putting on my decorations before the 1st of December. Mm. I know that rule didn't apply last year, but that's because, yeah, we were all depressed and it was COVID. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, there's something about it, I feel like it almost just loses its spark a wee bit, and there's this girl that I follow on YouTube, and she honestly put her Christmas decorations up on the 1st of November, and I think that's nice, okay, yeah, you get them for longer, but also I just think it's like it wears thin, mm. and then it's just not as fun mm. anymore. You know? Save it for December. Yeah, exactly. What about real trees, fake trees? Well, at home, we would usually always get a real tree, which I love because obviously it smells smell. wonderful and it's natural and it's in your house, it's a tree. Um, and I used to really not like fake trees, but I quite like our fake trees quite so obviously fake and cheap. But I quite like it because it's my first Christmas tree. Yeah, that's true. So I'm happy with that. And also, real trees are quite expensive and not very environmentally friendly. Although, what was my retelling this yesterday? Guys, this isn't, this is not, we don't think this is going to be very good for the environment though. Ikea selling Christmas trees for 25 quid. Okay, yeah, bad for the environment, but really cheap Christmas trees. Apparently they do mm. Christmas trees in Ikea for 25 pounds. And then you get a 20 pound voucher from Ikea to spend in store. Only valid for the months of February and March, though. Crazy, though. Mm. Isn't it just crazy? Where does the Christmas tree tradition come from? I think we should Google Germany. That. I think it's I think Germany. it's Finland. Do you? Yeah, okay. should we Google it? Yeah. Okay, so annoyingly, Antonio's right. Christmas trees come from Germany. And I have also found out from my research that long before being associated with Christmas holidays, Christmas trees began as a pagan tradition 
and pagans used branches of evergreen plants and trees to decorate their homes during the winter solstice. <laughs> Why can I never say that? Solstice? Solstice. 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 As a reminder of the spring to come and to bring life and colour to the dull winters. Well, it does that. Yeah, and you know what? In our last podcast, if you haven't listened to it, then definitely listen to it. We were talking about the impact of like having plants and trees in your house and how they make you happy and... What can yeah. be more happy than putting a whole fucking blown tree in your house? Good question. It is a good With question. lights on it. Yeah. We did do this, uh, have this question in our last year's Christmas quiz, like, oh, where did Christmas <laughs> trees come from? It was just me, Megan and Antonio, because it was COVID and we all lived together and we had nothing else to do. And Megan and Antonio had, like, an actual scrap. Like, honestly, it was the most awkward, like, hour of my whole entire life. Would you like to explain? I can't even remember what the exact question was. It was about the Canadian president or something. Yeah. The question was something, and I said, oh, it's the Canadian president. And Megan wanted you to give his name. And wanted me to give his exact name. This is Justin Trudeau, by the way. Yeah, and I think... Oh, God, I can't remember. Anyway, I had answered the question with the correct answer, and she was having none of it. We were both, like, livid, like, sitting on opposite sides of the sofa, just not speaking. Charlotte was just sitting there in the middle, so awkward. Like, shall we move on? So, both so pissed off. But we can get, like quite heated up in our family games as well especially when there's a lot of people playing like some like one of my sisters refuses to play this game that we have called Rosen Island or it's kind of like articulate if you played that kind of like a general knowledge speed kind of game yeah because she's like I'm just not having everybody screaming at me she doesn't enjoy it it gets quite competitive that's so fair enough actually I feel like yeah everyone in my family is quite competitive and then actually though do you know what I always used to find really annoying especially when I was younger the older people like my older cousins or like um, my mum and dad or whatever used to like get a bit drunk and mm. then I'd get pissed off because no one would pay, like play the games properly oh no we don't have that issue oh it's so annoying <laughs> so annoying but yeah lots of scraps at Christmas with, with games um, but let's move on to speaking about food mm. because you know that is one of our great loves and I'm just wondering I don't know what is your favourite part of the Christmas meal you know, this is quite random, but do you have mealy pudding with your well, Christmas I, dinner? I'm not going to lie, I don't even know what mealy pudding is. <laughs> it's basically like, kind of like white pudding. You love a white pudding, don't I you? I love white pudding, but it's not... Can in... you also just explain what white pudding is? Because I also didn't know what that was before I met you. That's weird that you didn't know that, I think. Anyway, um, so white pudding supper, what you get from the chip shop, is like oats, like oatmeal. Uh-huh. I think it must be in fat and stuff like that. I actually, I don't know what it's called, like chopped up onions and stuff in it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and then it's in batter, and it looks like a like a battered sausage, but it's there's it's not meat. May have may have some meat contents in it, but it's not meat. Anyway, really nice, but mealy pudding is like an unbattered version. Oh. So it's like oatmeal essentially. Yeah, it like, sounds like stuffing. Yeah, but it's but it's not. It's completely different because we have stuffing and mealy pudding, ah, okay. and that's my favorite part. You mush it up in all the leftover juices and you sometimes have it with some I just mush in some mayonnaise you and have I a mush weird in obsession, some obsession with like mushing all yeah. your food. Yeah. Antonia makes her food look like child like children's <laughs> food before she eats it. It's like you can't eat things that you can't like process properly. Not no. <laughs> not always. Shepherd's pie requires to be mushed. And lots of desserts. Yeah, you don't need to mush sticky toffee pudding. You do need to mush sticky toffee no, you don't. We had sticky toffee last night when we were at Antonio's cousin Moira's and she made it look like soup. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, with all the cream. But um, that's my favourite part. Actually, controversially, my least favourite part is pigs and blankets. I don't take any of them. Oh, that's my favourite part. Pigs and blankets are chipolatas. What are chipolatas? They're just sausages. They're just, right, they're just, I, I don't know 
why they're so much better than normal sausages. I feel like that's not very traditional. You always talk about chipolatas and they're like, who has that? Loads, everybody has chipolatas. I don't have chipolatas. Well, you either have chipolatas or you have pigs and blackers or you have both. Mm. We always have both because everyone in my family loves sausages. It's overkill, isn't it? No, it's not. Mm. What do you think about turkey? I hate turkey. I'm fine with that. No, it's so dry. And I didn't use to like gravy as a child, so I would just eat dry turkey. Well, that's probably why you don't like it. No, it tastes of nothing. It's horrible. It's really the trimmings is what we're there for. Yeah, it's really the trimmings. Chipoladas all the way. Although, sorry, I'm really just going on about food. I used to hate Brussels sprouts, and Antonia converted me to liking Brussels sprouts because she cooks them, I don't even know, with like little bits of bacon and like Yeah, it's a really good recipe. It's a very unhealthy recipe. I know, but you need Brussels sprouts to be unhealthy to actually like them. Yeah, basically, you... Did I bake them in the oven first? Put them in the oven first? I don't know, I can't remember. can't remember. Potentially bake them in the oven first, then you put them in a pan with a lot of butter and salt and pepper and you are supposed to have fried pancetta first and then you add in your things and you mix them all together. Oh my god, they're, they're delicious. Yeah. They're so good. We're going to put a wee poll on our Instagram story to see what everybody's favourite bit of Christmas dinner is because I feel like I'm actually really interested now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope you all enjoy your Christmas dinners when they come. Yum, yum, yum! Okay, so moving on to presents. What are the best and worst Christmas presents that you've had? Oh gosh, so many, so many. I feel like, to be honest, my best Christmas presents, like, obviously I get loads of nice stuff now with my parents and, like, whatever. But I feel like my best Christmas presents are just from when I was younger because they're just the most memorable. Mm. And I really wanted Swing Ball when I was younger. Oh my younger. God, I used to love Swing Ball. I remember when Swing Ball was, like, really popular. Oh. And that was probably one of the best presents I've, like, ever got. I also, when I was younger, really wanted to skateboard which is hilarious because I'm probably... If That's you know me, so not you. Yeah, the least, like, <laughs> skateboardy person you will ever meet in your life. I actually used to be, like, a little bit of a tomboy. I used to wear those, like... Um, did you have a pair of DCs? I did. Yeah, those gloves that have no um, fingers. fingers. Yeah. And, like, went really long and I used to have stripy ones. You did not to, have DCs. I, I knew you didn't! I was like, she's just said, yeah, that was a lie. Like, what are DCs? DCs? I don't know. They, well, they were the true skater gal trainers, so obviously you weren't a skater gal because uh, you didn't have well, a pair. did you have a skateboard? I had rollerblades. Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. No, I used to have a skateboard and I couldn't do it, but I basically just got loads of pictures standing in front of the Christmas tree on my skateboard that year and <laughs> uh, probably used it about twice, but it made me really happy. So, yeah, that's probably like my best Christmas presents, apart from like obviously the lovely ones that I get now. My worst Christmas presents really bad saying this and also just to clarify we're not being ungrateful at all um this is just funny so this is why we're having this discussion um when i was younger though i was well i say younger i think i was like 16 or 17 and my grandparents used to keep all of our christmas presents like me and my cousins i've got quite a big family as well um in the garage and they'd never wrap them so if my grandpa would be like oh can you get something out of the freezer like you go into the garage and everyone's christmas presents would just be like sitting out and i saw this big like Ariel, you know, like Princess Ariel, like chest box thing for keeping like jewellery and stuff in. And I was like, right, okay, this must be for Amelia. My cousin Amelia at the time was like 10 or maybe like 8 or something. And I was like, oh my god, that's quite cute, like whatever. And then I remember opening it on Christmas Day and I was like, <laughs> holy shit. There's a wrong name on this. I was like, is this, my, is this for me? Are you sure this is mine? Like, obviously not in the horrible way, but I was like, I'm 17. I kiss boys. I like makeup. Like, why am I getting? <laughs> I kiss boys. <laughs> no, but like, okay, that sounds weird. But like, do you know what I mean? I was like, why am I getting this aerial box? <laughs> and I remember my grandma being so happy when she gave it to me. And I was like, oh my god, I love it. But it was like, it was huge as well. I was like, where am I gonna put this? It was like one of those ridiculous presents. 
And then another one, my, my uncle, bless him, it's my, like, grandpa's brother, he always comes through for Christmas. And I don't know what happened. One year, I think he just forgot, and they always come through from Glasgow, and they stopped at the petrol station and bought us all CDs. Like, every single one of my family, that like, we all got, like, a different CD. And mine was, like, I've never even seen this in my life, like a Hello Kitty soundtrack oh, God. CD. Oh, God. And, yeah, I think everyone, like, I'm the oldest on that side, and I feel like everybody just, like, forgets my age. And Puts forgets you that same, I'm, like, yeah. yeah, about five to ten years older than everyone else. So I used to get, like, basically all these, like, child presents, <laughs> which were funny for a while until you were just left with loads of stuff that you actually just really don't want. Um, but, yeah, I also actually read this thing that said that um, 50% of, like, people in the UK say that they get presents every year that they don't like or they don't want. To be honest, I would have thought that would be higher. Yeah, that's probably the church day. Anyway, sorry, I've waffled for long enough. What's your worst and best Christmas presents? Um, so, my worst Christmas present probably is... Again, I'm really sorry if they ever hear this, but my aunt and uncle get like me and my sisters and my cousins always matching Christmas presents. Um, and one year, we all got singing toothbrushes. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they played like, <laughs> one played Destiny's Child, another oh. one played like Michael Jackson, and, and that was it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really quite an interesting Christmas Yeah, Christmas. and then it was just really... Was it an electric toothbrush? So it was like one of those ones that like vibrated. You put a battery ah. in it and it vibrated. Not quite Oral-B. N- not quite Oral-B. It was just very bizarre. And then that whole festive period, all you could hear was like <laughs> Destiny's Child playing or Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson playing. And I was like, that's too much. Oh, that would really irritate the hell out of you after a while. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's quite that's, a bad that's present. That's bizarre. Um, and my, I feel like I've got, I've got two favourite Christmas presents and they are definitely on opposite ends of the spectrum. So one, when I was like 15, me and my sisters all got iPads. Oh my God, that's good. Right? Okay. And I, like, we never get, I don't even know how to describe it, like tech, technology. Techie presents, yeah. Yeah, nothing like that. I was never allowed a TV in my room, like, wouldn't wouldn't have like a really great phone or anything like that like as a present and then when we got these ipads i was like oh my god oh my god i have got an ipad i've got a tv i've got like a phone everything in one and i was so excited that i cried for like an hour oh um and then i also cried for my other favorite christmas present which i got like a couple years ago which i just so love but my mum and dad put together um a recipe book. Oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Oh, it was so nice. It's a recipe book and in it, they got all of my family and all of my friends to handwrite in recipes that they loved and they put in photos of the people in it and everybody wrote a message and then whenever I want to cook, I can just flick through it and make, I don't know, like a recipe given by my auntie with like a photo of her and like a cute message. And it was just all so thoughtful and all so personal. And then I think I cried for like three hours. That is like the most just wonderful present I've ever received. I remember your mum messaging me at uni being like, oh, can you like cook something like with Antonia and then like get some pictures for like her book? And I was like, oh my God, this is the nicest idea ever. It was so nice. I literally, oh, I don't think I'll ever get a present that's going to top that. It really filled my heart. I feel like, yeah, you really put my presents to shame. I really feel like I should have thought of something better than my skateboard, but (laughs) there we are. (laughs) Um, And talking of presents, we wanted to give a few ideas on how we can be a bit more sustainable this Christmas, a bit more environmentally friendly. So one of the things that my sisters and my cousins and other halves do is we do a secret santa we've done it for years and to be honest it's because 
initially has come from a financial point of view because we got a big family and it costs a lot of money to give everybody presents so we're like let's just do a secret santa but i think as we've grown up i've come to realize that you don't need a million presents from everyone like quality over quantity yeah quality over quantity we kind of all have what we what we need and this way you know you can put more money to getting something that somebody really wants and then you don't end up with like just buying things for the sake of having things and chucking things away and never getting the use out of things so that's a really good way to get something that you want and be more environmentally friendly we use this app called elf Elfster? Elfster, yeah. Elfster, have you used it? Yeah, I feel yeah. like people use it at like work and stuff. It's great. Mm. And you put all the names in and it generates who you get and it emails out to you and you can put your wish list and stuff so you don't even have to think. And I know that part of the point of gifting is, you know, the thinking. process. But, but bloody hell, it's an effort. So I'd much rather someone just told me what they want. Yeah, especially if it's actually someone that you, you get and you're like, what the hell am I going to get you? Mm, exactly. Just tell me what aftershave you want or what new t-shirt you want or whatever. So, yeah, I totally agree with that one. Um, One that I have seen, this is actually online, but real Christmas trees are actually more sustainable than artificial alternatives. Oh. And I'm really sorry. This is why I said, I said to Antonio earlier, I was like, this point's going to break your heart because I know we were just talking about your Christmas tree. But... One study concluded that if you have to use a fake fir tree, you'd have to use it for 20 years for it to be greener. <gasps> so I'm expecting you oh my to God, keep no. that Christmas tree up for the next 20 years. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. Um, <gasps> although, that said... Oh, I sound like an idiot at the start of this podcast. No, 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 you don't talk. 7 million real trees will be dumped in January rather than recycled, which is also really bad. So basically, what I'm trying to say is there's these companies, you'd have to like search one in your local area where you can like rent a real tree for the month and then you give it I don't really understand exactly how this works but you give it back to them and they like replant it oh that's good isn't it yeah so basically I haven't found the like Edinburgh or like Glasgow or whatever based alternative of this so Mm. I will find it and then we can put it up on Instagram or whatever but there are these companies that do exist and I think if we can find them then that's where we should all be getting our... That's so good. Because I think even if you dispose of them, you know, and the council can come and pick them up, do you actually know how they're probably dealing with it? No, not at all. And that you could compost it, but it's obviously so big that it would take up your whole compost bin. Yeah. Um, I know that burning firewood and stuff isn't actually eco-friendly, but if you are going to burn wood, then you could actually burn your your Christmas tree. Because it's dried out. I think that's Mm -hmm. what my dad had suggested this year. He also said, actually, that he was going to replant our Christmas tree last year, and it it sat in our garden for a whole year and it went brown. It was disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. New Christmas trees comes in. Old Christmas trees still in the back garden. My mum oh. was so angry. He's Bless like, I'm going to I'm gonna re- replant it. It was brown. Oh, dearie me. Also, moving on to wrapping paper. Okay, this is something that I love doing. Like, I love making my Christmas presents look really stunning, stunning aesthetically pleasing. Okay, for my Saturday job, I used to work in a pharmacy and we did gift wrapping and we used to have the most beautiful papers that you have ever seen they were like thick like such good quality oh. and the christmas papers that they would bring in would just be stunning masterpieces i actually have a really weird obsession at christmas time if, if you go to a till and someone's like do you want me to wrap that like i love wrapping my own christmas presents but i find watching somebody else wrap presents mm. really therapeutic so i will always say yes and then i stand and stare at people and they're probably really freaked out but i totally understand that yeah and i like to put ribbon round but I've come to the conclusion that the ribbon is very bad because it's obviously plastic and also... A ribbon's made of plastic? 
Well, like the ribbon, like, oh, flare, like yeah, flower yeah, yeah. ribbon that yeah, you curl. Yeah, 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 of yeah. course. Um, and also, it's a hassle for the present to be unwrapped. And I also think that people sometimes don't appreciate the extra mile that I've gone to make their present look nice. So, you know what? I think it's just not really worth it. But anyway, sorry. So, going back to wrapping paper, I don't think that um, everyone realises that actually a huge proportion of the wrapping paper and wrapping materials that we use are non-recyclable, so you have to just throw them away. There is actually the scrunch test. So, my mum does this. I know that you and your grandma do this at home. So, if you want to know whether your paper can be recycled or not, you have to use the scrunch test. So, you scrunch up the paper in your hands and then let it go. So, if the paper stays scrunched up, it can be recycled. But if it unfolds by its own accord, it likely contains non-recyclable elements. So, you have to chuck it in the bin. Really, we should kind of just all be using either last year's wrapping paper, which apparently... More than half of us do. I don't believe that. I don't do that. My mum tries to make us sometimes keep it, but... Bless her, my grandma, like, honestly, we all used to get so pissed off when we were younger because she would open presents so slowly yeah. so she could always reuse the wrapping paper. And when you're younger, you just want to rip them all open and we'd be mm. like, Grandma, just open them! But... They're that generation would, that yeah, don't waste. She would always, always, always open them so slowly and now I'm like, respect, We, we should grandma. do that. Mm-hmm. Or I was actually thinking I could use some of my old magazines because i know some people use like paper like newspaper or mm. whatever but i don't know who gets well, newspaper anyway louis bought this massive big thing of eco-friendly wrapping paper by mistake like a couple of years ago because mm. he couldn't find any nice stuff he's been using it for two years <laughs> it's like this brown it's hideous i think it's horrible but i mean it's very eco-friendly wrapping mm. paper and that like stuff like that's really good or actually i saw this thing on instagram recently where quite a lot of shops you know how shops now use like paper bags instead of plastic mm-hmm. bags? Are making them like Christmassy themed so that people can wrap their Christmas oh, presents in the bags once they've got them. That's clever. It's really smart. I like that. Um, another thing that we do at home is we use old Christmas cards, so last year's Christmas cards, and turn them into gift tags. So oh, obviously on clever. that side, on the front side, there's no writing usually. Yeah. So you can just cut them in and make them into gift tags, which is good way of doing those instead. Or name places. Or name places. Hadn't thought of there you go girl but yeah really i mean you could just not wrap it and if you are going to wrap it use use some in old recycled Ooh, you can even paint your brown paper if you use the eco-friendly one so oh, i'm looking true. at stuff on pinterest charlotte said she's actually going to paint all of her christmas cards this year <laughs> have i painted one yet absolutely not i have no time but i'm expecting mine in oh now. god maybe i'll try another thing to mention is like just over, oh, I was going to say over consumption, but that's not what I mean. Like, over buying of food. Like, my parents definitely do this because we also have, like, people staying or just, like, loads of people coming around over the Christmas period. Mm. Everybody always buys too much food and generally a lot of it goes in the bin, which is obviously just, like, really bad for the environment and just really bad in general. Um, and generally, I feel like we are quite creative with our leftovers and we'll have, like, chipolata sandwiches. <laughs> and, no, I'm joking, there's never any of those left. But, like, loads of different stuff. But, um, yeah, one way to become, like, less wasteful with food is using food apps at Christmas time. So there's one called Olio, which I have heard of before. I don't know if anybody else has. Um, and they basically connect you to people in need in your local area. So you put like a list of what you have or take a photo and then share your location on the app and it will like give you people who are close by to you who would come and pick up the food or you can go and drop off or whatever. So I do feel like that's a really good way to reduce your food waste. I've never heard of that before. I really like that. It's almost like too good to go. Like that too good to go yeah. that I was talking about before, but for, for charity. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. So 
definitely everybody get downloading that this festive season and the last one on our sustainability kind of list this is one's a bit random um but christmas lights i didn't realize are also not great for the environment apparently um if every uk household swapped a string of incandescent lights for its led equivalent we could save more than 11 million pounds and 29 thousand tons of co2 just over the 12 days of christmas every year it would help if i knew what incandescent lights mean i, th- I think it's like the ones you plug in what are leds then i don't know hang on get back to us <laughs> interesting though right <laughs> okay so my studies have concluded that led lights are more energy efficient as they waste less energy by producing a low amount of heat. I'm not going to lie, I still don't understand exactly <laughs> what it means, but if you're going to the shops and you're picking Christmas lights, just get the LED ones, okay? Because they're better for the environment. Okay, that's the end of that point. Um, yeah. Just to note, you do plug them both in. <laughs> yes, I think you plug them both in. Neither of them are battery powered, so I assume so. Yes. Or get solar power lights. That would be the best. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Also, in relation to buying Christmas presents, I think we all need to make an effort to try and shop shop, <laughs> shop, shop local shop local this Christmas because obviously it's been a really hard time with COVID and things like that. So smaller businesses have really been suffering, and you know the bigger corporations got a really bad rip rip ethic <laughs> carbon footprint. <laughs> we should really definitely be trying to avoid Amazon, which is so hard, so isn't hard. it? I'm not going to lie, if I'm being entirely honest, I wasn't being on Amazon yesterday. To be fair, I did just renew my Prime subscription. <laughs> but I really oh, am trying consciously not to buy anything from Amazon that's not essential. I think if you're buying for people that are abroad, it's a really ideal like place to buy because you don't have to pay for any import fees. I know, sorry, this is so boring, but... Shop local. Shop local. I think trying to keep to platforms like Etsy and Not on the High Street and Depop and even Instagram, actually. Yeah, Instagram's a really good place for these things, actually. Mm-hmm. To try and get from more independent buyers. And also, you know, like, I don't know, I would love a present from, like, a business that I hadn't, hadn't heard of. Yeah. Or, like, something from somewhere you know that no one else is really... Mm-hmm. And generally with these small businesses, like, someone's put, like, a lot of thought into your gift. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought you'd like this, like, little business and I'm, like, going to support them and get you something from there this year. Yeah, and not everybody's going to have that piece of jewellery or that ornament. I don't know. <laughs> ornament. Um, yeah, it's a bit more personal. I think it's really nice. Yeah. And to plug some of our mm-hmm. some of our favourite places, we will put, like, a little uh, swipey thing on, like, our Instagram about places that we like to shop for Christmas and some small, sustainable, ethical local businesses. But my friend Anna has a ring... Well, I say ring business, but actually she does lots of different jewellery. It's called Well Pressed, and she uses real dried flowers and resin and creates all these amazing products. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that out she's available on instagram and depop and um might be somewhere else soon so very exciting news but yeah anywhere that you want to give a shout out to i really like she's on instagram the name is by pippa and she does really stunning gold and silver jewelry with pearls and i think i've bought like five different people gifts from there mm-hmm. and her jewelry is so so lovely you've got some of her yeah, jewelry I mean, as well um my sister actually wore her jewelry on her wedding day that's how big fans we are so Really good quality and really good service, and she's from Dundee, so... Shop local, bitches! Yeah. On a different kind of note, obviously Christmas is all about giving and not just getting, and we wanted to chat about a few charities that you can donate to this year, 
and a few especially in Scotland that are making a massive impact this Christmas. Um, so one I wanted to mention that I'm sure a lot of you will already know about is Social Bite. Um, they are a charity which I actually thought were based in Edinburgh but they also um, work in Glasgow and Aberdeen and I think Dundee as well and through their website you are able to make a donation for £5 which could buy a homeless person a Christmas dinner, a donation of £20 which could buy someone a bed and support for the night or you can buy someone a specific gift and yeah basically they're just an amazing charity who support the homeless across Scotland and another charity that I have that I think we should all donate to is Action for Children. They actually did an event at my work last week and it was amazing but just like quite startling really. Um, basically the woman that came to speak to us about Action for Children was telling us that more than 4 million children in the UK live in poverty which is actually the equivalent of 9 children in every school class of 30 which is like crazy amounts. It's definitely not a number that I thought I would here um, and through their website you can make a donation to be a secret santa to make sure that all children wake up with a christmas gift on christmas morning um, and i just thought that was a really nice thing to donate to as well so there are obviously loads and loads of charities that you can donate to and antonio will tell you some more but they're just two that i think particularly are are good ones yeah, so a couple of charities I would like to highlight. Um, the first one is called Dundee Bairns. So Charlotte was discussing how many children are living in poverty in Scotland. Um, in Dundee, it is especially prevalent. There are over a third of children who are living in poverty in Dundee. So really, really, really high. And Dundee Bairns provides clothing and food and projects to provide opportunities for children. Um, they're primary cause is to challenge food inequality and to provide other basic needs as well so what you can do is you can provide food or you can provide money um, and you can contact them via the website to do either of those and the next charity I'd like to highlight is one that we probably have all heard about already but it's called Sam H. Neither of us actually know how to pronounce it so I'm really sorry if it's wrong. I keep calling it Samha. Samha? It's the Scottish Association for Mental Health. Yeah. Um, and obviously on this podcast we are... Advocates for mental health. Yeah. Here for... Not quite, but you know what I mean. Yeah, mental, obviously mental health is super, super important. And one in four people will suffer with mental health issues every single year. And it has a huge impact on the individual's lives, their family's lives, just everything. So protecting our mental health is obviously really important. And this charity does a lot to support people, especially coming out of the pandemic as well. Um, so again you can donate or get involved via their website and obviously Christmas is about giving rather than receiving so these charities are really good ones to get involved in over the Christmas period. Yes exactly and just to round off this podcast we also just wanted to mention that we need to be mindful of people who don't necessarily love this kind of time of year or this festive period because there are always a lot more people than you think that Christmas is kind of like a hard time or a bit of a rough time or there are a lot of people that are suffering and as fun as this has been for us and as much as we like Christmas it's not the same for everyone else and just we wanted to remind you guys to be mindful of that as well and to always kind of check in with your friends and your family and make sure that everybody's okay um but yes to 
finish this episode with our new segment of this series is the things that we are grateful for this week. So, Antonia, in this festive period, what are you grateful for? Good question. I feel like this is quite a cheesy answer and quite a broad answer, but I feel like over the last few weeks, I have not been the best version of myself for many reasons. I feel like I've been feeling like quite low. I've actually had a very good week this week, but previously... Um, and I just feel like I've been so grateful for my family and my friends for just being so supportive and just this is like a speech why am I making a speech it's like it's at my 18th birthday or something I love my friends and my family but I just feel like I've been like such a such a blue person and everyone's been like really supportive and picking me up and I'm so grateful that everyone accepts me in my in my down times as well as my up times girl that's my speech what are you grateful for again my answer is quite generic but music Christmas music most specifically because it literally just makes my heart so whole. But what would life be without music, am I right? Preach it, sister. <laughs> Preach it. How could this be? But thank you so much to everyone for listening to this Christmassy podcast episode. We hope you have enjoyed. And we can't wait to be back with you next episode, which will actually be the 26th, which is Boxing Day. So we hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Have a lovely Christmas. I'll see you after. <laughs> and speaking of music, shall we sing our way out? Yeah, what were we going to say? Oh, come, oh, ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. <laughs> I don't know what you're singing. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and be him for the King. This can't be our life.